Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Good morning and welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castanari-King. Today I'm delighted to have Hillary Scott from Northeast Massachusetts. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's cold out there. It is. And you just told me you went for a run. I did. <laughs> I got to see the sunrise and it was oh, beautiful. Lovely. Yes. That's, that so, sounds great. Great way to start the day. Yeah. So I, you, I think, are a born New Englander. Is that I right? am. I've always lived in New England. Yeah. We grew up in um, Boxford, Massachusetts. Okay. And um, I just live a few towns over now. So yeah, I grew up in Maynard, really tiny, tiny oh. town. Next to Concord. Okay. No, I've <laughs> Everyone says it. Concord, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maynard, hmm, maybe not. Acton. Acton's coming up. I guess there's a great gallery there. Powers. Yeah. I was in Powers for a while. Really? Yes. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. What a small world. Yes. Wow. And here we are in New Hampshire, which is beautiful this beautiful morning. Beautiful Portsmouth. Yes. Yeah. So um, start way back. Let's see. Your earliest scribblings with art. What do you remember? Oh, gosh. I was always always doing something creative yeah. it was drawing it was making I made these shoes like I was used to be into fashion like I when I was little little I would make shoes yeah. that you could wear oh. like they were on a paper oh wow and um and did you just family design them a piece you and yeah and they <laughs> yes I would make shoes for everyone I um, love it. but it was just always something I was always like I'd make magazines like these fashion magazines so I would create these dresses for these girls that I would draw and um, it was just and then you know there was I was a pianist so I took piano lessons I was into drama I was into all that what I was not into was sports I my parents signed me up for soccer and (laughs) honestly that I would be found out way out the ball would be coming my way and I'd be out like picking flowers oh <laughs> studying the flowers and it was just not and my kids are yeah. super jocks so they yeah. oh, they didn't get it for me I don't know it. but, but they, you're a runner I'm a runner yeah, so I'm into like you know fitness and it's part of, I like nature so it's right. outside yeah. and I do not run on treadmills I definitely oh. love to be I get a lot of my inspiration from my run yeah you know so um but yeah I've always been doing something creative wow. through my life so how did that uh, continue through you um, I actually, in high school, I kind of didn't do too much of it. I ran on the track team, did cross country. I got into other things a little bit, but okay. I mean, I still dabbled in it here and there. I took an art class in high school, but I wasn't that serious about it. And then um, I went to college and I was thinking, what am I going to major in? You know, yeah. I so I thought maybe art would be a good thing because I've always been interested in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I did. I signed up at UMass Lowell for yeah. the art you know, BFA program. Wow. Nice. Now, did you have to submit a portfolio? I, how did that, I don't, I don't have any idea. Because I did some art in high school and I actually, when I was younger, I would do my summer camps. I, my favorite one was the Montserrat summer camp that they did. Um, it was like a program where you will go and take painting, drawing, and it's kind of a, it was serious. Like they, you know, 
treated you like a serious artist. They really did. It was yeah. like the whole thing. It wasn't like arts and crafts was part of the program. It was like you show up that and was it. it was all art. So cool. so I, I was, because I had some things in a portfolio. Yeah, I think they did. They saw some of my stuff and they accepted me into the program. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to nice. officially apply. Yeah. Um, Great. So. so what did you love about it? I, it's just always Where felt natural to me. Um, just expressing myself through, you know, paint and mm. just drawing. Like it just, that's how I just, it's just always come kind of naturally to me. So yeah. um, did they teach oil painting there? They did. Yeah. Yeah. They taught oil painting. It, it went right back to the principles of design. Like it was, okay. some of it was a little tedious. I'm yeah. like, you know, we all want to just get to painting. We want to just get <laughs> to drawing and yeah. they have to, you know, teach you the elements of design. Like you have to go back and do these academic assignments that some of them weren't that fun, but you have to do them and you learn from them. Um, So I just started, I didn't really have a direction. I just knew I I liked to draw and Mm -hmm. I liked to paint. So I started taking the, I don't know, it was like the introductory class where you do everything. And, um, and one of the professors there, she saw my style and she just decided that I was an illustrator. Oh, like she just, it was my, I don't know what it was. I, I've always liked fantasy. Um, it was just maybe my color palette, just my subject matter. And she just said, well, you're going to be an illustrator because okay. there's all different directions. You can do <laughs> fine art, you can do sculpture, you can do graphic design, like there's sure. different avenues. And she saw that in me. So she, that was my track. So wow. I was an illust- I was going to be an illustrator. Very cool. And I loved it. Yeah. And, and was it all different mediums? Um, you know what? It was colored pencil. It was acrylic. I think for a very long time, I worked in acrylic paint. I did take oil because everyone has to take an oil painting class. Mm-hmm. But I liked acrylic for the same reason I don't like it now. Like I liked it then because it, it dried really fast. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I learned. Like I knew how to work with it. And then over time, I just, I actually hate it now. I couldn't use <laughs> acrylic yeah. at all. But so yeah, it was color pencil and acrylic. Those were my okay. water. I did do watercolor a little bit. I didn't really like it. Yeah. It was just, um, yeah, you know. I, it's not my go-to. I, I did take them with me to Mexico just because they're easy to travel with. But I, I'm always kind of very frustrated with water. I think I tense up because there's not, they're not that forgiving. I know right. there's some people at work really well in them I'm not one of those people I need to know that if I screw up I can fix it it and that's why I love oil paint yes yeah I'm with you there but I did learn and we had to be exposed to everything which was good so you know we did charcoal charcoal is too messy for me it is for me too if you've ever seen it but like yeah people joke that I am the neatest oil painter in the world I do not get a drop of paint on me I can paint in this white sweater right now and I would not get a drop of paint on me I not that I would do it, but like I yeah. could. And yeah. um, so charcoal was messy. I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love how it looks, but it's just. Oh, me uh, too. Um, and pastel too. I couldn't. Same. Pastel was messy. I love, I love thing. looking at pastels, but yeah. I just, they're not for me. Maybe, yeah. maybe someday I'll try it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what did you do after college with it? So after college, I graduated and it was a rude awakening because <laughs> I oh, no. thought, that I was just going to go out there and Conquer find illustration work. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, nope. I was nothing. It was in school, you know, when you, you're the big fish. Yes. When you pond. graduate, you yeah. are, you know, and I always worked really hard. I, so I think people were like, Oh, Hillary's stuff is great. You know, yeah. she's going to 
be successful. Well, no, it's not like that. You graduate and you are back to the bottom. And mm-hmm. I wasn't, I mean, I, I was pretty good, but it, I had so much work to do to get mm-hmm. to the point where I could make money for my art. Mm-hmm. So I, what I did was I ended up getting a teaching job mm-hmm. because I needed to make money. And yeah. my, um, I did, you have to do these, you have to do an internship when you're an art major. So I did one in graphic design and then, yeah, that was like one of the requirements. So I had did, I tried graphic design. I didn't like it. It was just not creative enough for me. And then the other one I did was student teaching because I had to just fulfill that requirement. And my mother was a guidance counselor. So she got me, she hooked Mm -hmm. me up with a, you know, connection so I could just do it. And I didn't love it, but I thought, you know, it's, it's just what, I have to do. So, yeah. So I did. I got a high school teaching job when I was 23. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I was taller than you. They, yes. And I looked really young and yeah. I, you know, I didn't know what, I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't have an education degree. It was a oh, bachelor of fine arts. Right. So, but I mean, I guess they don't make you get a, an education degree back. Then, I don't know what it's like now, but okay. at that time, yeah. if you have a bachelor's, you, you can pass the teaching test. You have to pass the teaching test. And okay. it took that. Um, and I started teaching. How did that go? Oh God, (laughs) that was interesting. I honestly did not know what I was doing because here's the kicker. I was signed up. I had to teach ceramics and sculpture because that was what the job opening was. So people, everyone wanted to teach painting and drawing, but that was, I was the newbie. So I had to teach what they had available. That, so I had to learn how to teach ceramics. I never took it in school and I mean I took sculpture because you had to take a sculpture class but okay. it was you know what I it was fine I mean mm-hmm. I learned how to do it how yeah. to teach it was you know I think there was a lot of classroom management that I was not ready to do yeah I was like babysitting yeah and that, so that, I can imagine that would be so so I taught it was full-time and I taught um and then on the side when I had time which wasn't a lot of time I would draw like I would draw these creatures like it was my illustration background I would just just for fun I would just kind of make these paintings I would make creatures up you know Mm. in my head and just draw them and that was that was what was fun for me at that time yeah so did you ever get into a job a career with illustration not not like a publishing house or anything like that. Over time, I taught for a few years and then I had, an, you know, I was pregnant and I had one child and then I got pregnant again. I had the other child. Mm-hmm. So at that point, mm-hmm. I, um, it was just like, I took some time off. Yeah. So, so here's the thing is kind of confusing. So I was doing some illustration work. I was getting, I got some clients here and there, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of money. And then because it wasn't a lot of money and it wasn't regular enough, people were saying, maybe you should just have something that's a little bit more stable yeah. and you should go back to school for something other than art, just to have a backup mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. This was all in my thirties. So yeah. this was like the whole decade of just me trying to figure out, right. can I be good enough to make money from art yeah. or do I really need to have another plan? Because I didn't really like teaching and they were laying off art teachers. Art teacher yeah. art is the first oh, thing yeah, to go. Was, yeah. So that wasn't really, I kept getting laid off because I had a couple mm-hmm. teaching jobs and they, they just, I was like, I need something else. So yeah. reluctantly, since I'm into fitness and everything, I w- signed up for a physical therapy assistant oh. program. Oh, nice. And this is when the kids were young. Yeah. I was doing a little art. 
not making a ton of money from it. And I was like, I'll try this because you can do it part time. And right. maybe it's like I had this grand plan, you know, <laughs> it's like I can do this on the side, do yeah. art on the side, do everything. Yeah. Right. So I did the program and I knew that it wasn't really my heart wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. I tried. I feel like, you know, I I really tried to mm-hmm. accept what society thinks, you know, is yeah. best for people, you right. know, like. And it just didn't work out. So I got into the field and I hated it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it. I was like, I should, this is not for me. Yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah. even teaching, I didn't love teaching either, but I felt like I was a little bit more, I could use my talents a little bit in that field. Right. Like I can inspire people and, yeah. you know, it, it just, this felt so foreign to me. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm into fitness. I'm, I like to get out there and run and do all. I like to be healthy but can it translate into like my life, my whole life? It just, I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't like it. So, yeah. well, so I got laid off Okay. because <laughs> honestly, I, I have never been able to really fake passion for yeah. something. Oh, I, yeah. I, and that's where I think I was the first, I was always the one that got laid off because not because I didn't do my job. It wasn't mm-hmm. that it was just that they want somebody who's so enthusiastic. They, sure. well, they're always looking, employers always want, somebody who will just go that extra mile. And I was just not willing to do that, right. I, you know, and they it saw that and it yeah. just wasn't for me. So right. I got laid off. And then that, at that point I was, I, I discussed with my husband and we just were like, you know what, I need to try to do this. Yeah. And I, you know, so I really started aggressively trying to find some illustration assignments and I did, I found private clients, like through this bidding website where you people put their jobs up and you you bid on them oh that's really cool yes but there's a lot of people like bidding (laughs) from third world countries who are bidding like you know 10 cents an hour oh my gosh and their portfolios aren't necessarily good but sometimes people are just price shopping um so i stuck to my guns and i put up a good you know what i felt i was worth at the time and i got some bites and i got some pretty good jobs from it, nice. you know? So I did a couple children's books and mm-hmm. I just, you know, some, well, that's exciting. Yes. And what medium did you do them in? I did them in, I started with acrylic because that's what I had been okay, doing. Right. So I started doing acrylic. And at that point I was, I was just liking it less because I was starting to see other artists and how the effects of like okay. paint. Yeah. And I was starting to try to do that and I couldn't do it because okay. it was drying. I wasn't getting the blending. It was just this, yeah. So I couldn't get what, so then I kind of transitioned over to oil okay. and I was like, this is it. I'm yeah. like, this is, this is where I'm meant to Wow. That's be. cool. That's cool. So you found your oils in the pursuit of the uh, illustration. That's really cool. And while I was doing illustration yeah. at the same time, I started, I was looking, I, I was admiring other artists around who were not illustrators and I was just seeing art in general. And mm-hmm. I guess classifying as like, fine art and illustration. Mm -hmm. And I was always kind of, I wanted to be able to see if I could do fine art. Like I wanted to try doing something that was an illustration for once because I had never done that. And so I would do what I thought was fine art on the, on the side. Mm -hmm. And there was my illustration assignments where I was getting paid to do them. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it wasn't really that much different because my style was illustrative. Yeah. And that's kind of where my transition to fine art happened. Okay. Because I, I would enter shows with what my fine art paintings, and they were usually figurative. Like, I wanted my daughter. I was very inspired. Like, I always like to paint people. And 
especially girls, mm-hmm. you know, their hair and just, it was dresses and all that. So I'd start painting her yeah. in these environments, like outside, I put her by, you know, flowers or a tree or something and yeah. I would paint it. And I just couldn't seem to get out of this illustration style. So my, even my mm-hmm. portraits. Did that looking, bother you? Were you trying to? Get I was it? trying to, I was trying to okay. distinguish that. So you versus, could, I was trying I to do two different styles. Okay. So I wanted to do illustration when it was an illustration assignment, sure. but I really kind of wanted to branch out a little bit and be taken more seriously. Okay. When I entered these shows, I joined the Newburyport Art Association around this time and yeah. I entered some of their shows and this is what everyone kept saying to me. They, I, I can't tell you how many people, they're like, your work is beautiful and it's very illustrative. Oh, and interesting. I started not liking that very much because right. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I'm doing it out of limitation and not intent, sure. which is, was a problem. So that there was one person that said it to me and I, that was the final straw. I was like, I need to sign up for a class now. Yeah. I was adverse to classes because okay. it is, for a long time because here's the other thing I feel like when being a little delusional has has been helpful for me because I think if I when I look back and I see how bad that work was if I knew how bad it really was (laughs) I think I would have quit so we all need some healthy delusions I seriously think that being delusional and love it and of course now I have more skills and I know more of what I'm doing and I am, I've never been so critical of my work. So it's, so back then it was bad. It was really bad. And I thought it was great. And now it's much better. It's selling, you know, very well, you know, and, and I'm like, Oh, this is horrible. I need to get better. (laughs) So, okay. Why were you averse to taking workshops? I, because I didn't, I didn't see that I had a, I, thought that I was better than I was. Okay, I see. And I was okay. like, I went to school for this. I it's just when you're younger, you're a little bit arrogant. It. You're yeah, like, I, just, I have a Bachelor of Fine don't Arts. I don't this. need to take these classes. <laughs> okay. And um and then, you know, I was like not getting into shows and mm. people were making these comments about, you know, your stuff is illustrative and I was trying to do something else. I I've always been very inspired by Maxfield Parrish. He's mm, probably the number yeah. one person right in college when I was introduced to him up until even now. I yeah. have his books and they're full of paint. They're covered in paint because I, I, I have them while I'm painting to see oh. how he paints things like, you know, does like the leaves, how does he do leaves? Whoa, how does he solve problems? Like, I just love yeah. what he does. Nice. So I've always looked at him and tried to kind of figure out how he did what he did, mm. um, which is, of course, a very complex, you know, I'm kind of learning about in my class right now how mm-hmm. he did it. They're all glazes and mm. yeah. um where was I? So who did you study with first? Okay. So at that point when I was, I decided that I needed to get, if I wanted to be taken more seriously and do more fine art versus illustration mm-hmm. transition, mm-hmm. I needed some help. So okay. Karen Blackwood huh. was rescue. the first person she Love posted her. on Facebook that she was going to run a plein air workshop okay. in the area. And I think it was probably her first one yeah. around here maybe. Yeah. And I signed up. I was like, I've never painted outside before, but I loved her work and I just need to be a little uncomfortable right now. Mm -hmm. It was not just doing something new. It takes a big step to make yourself uncomfortable. And so I didn't, I was, I was scared, but, um, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know how much work this was all going to be. And Mm -hmm. so I would say that my right now, the work that people see right now from me and the people that follow me now, this, this chapter started only about four years ago yeah so since that time that was in 2014 mm-hmm. the end of 2014 I took her class and that was I never looked back mm-hmm. I found I was like my landscapes 
they sucked at first. Like they were so, so bad because it was a new thing for me, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do, even though they were not good. So did you fall in love with plein air painting? Not plein air painting per se. It was still a little bit of a struggle for me because it's, it's hard. So it's not necessarily. No, it was the landscape painting. I knew that that was, I just, I, that's how I was going to express yeah. my creative side was through the landscape. Right. So what is your process now? Do you do a little plein air? Do you I do. I try to photos? go out as, as much as I can, not nearly as much as I should, but I go out. Um, I take photos a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I, what I used to do is I used to just copy photo. That's what you're doing, jogging. You're catching those sunrises. So it's a, it's a combination. So full of- your work it's beautiful thank you <laughs> it's a combination of a lot of things whereas i used to just take a photo copy the photo okay. now i want to say more like i want yeah. to feel like so i'll take a bunch of photos okay. i'll view the scene i don't almost never paint a scene that i haven't actually been to so okay. if somebody sends me a photo which mm-hmm. is sometimes commissions can be difficult mm-hmm. if i haven't been there i don't feel like i can okay. be authentic about mm-hmm. it and so I will um, combine a bunch of photos. If you, I mean, the painting doesn't look even remotely like the photo. So I just, I feel like you can piece together these things. I remember a little bit. I try to consciously remember because the photo doesn't pick up on all the subtleties, you know, like the colors, the values, all that. And if I can do it, I will do a quick study, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a combination. And then imagination sometimes a little Mm -hmm. bit. I've learned to just free myself of the photo so Mm -hmm. I can incorporate that. Like, how do I want? the scene to be what am I trying to capture here so how do you what's your process like do you all right so I'll go out um and I will take photos and if I'm going plein air painting I'll do a plein air study Mm -hmm. and get the colors and then I'll take the photos because I always take photos even when I'm plein air painting Mm -hmm. I always I have a memory a little bit you know of what I did see that's not captured and if I can't do the plein air study sometimes I have to you know use that but I'll go home and I will just kind of figure out how I'm going to set it up and I will do I love to start with a just an underpainting like so if that's how I figure out the composition Um, I learned this in one of the workshops I took a few years ago is um, to just get when you're trying to do color value all that um, it's just sometimes I like to simplify and Mm -hmm. I just want to figure out the design part of it, because mm-hmm. for me, if it that doesn't work, like it's not going to work. So, right, right. so my thing is I never thought I could actually be excited about painting just in burnt umber, but that is one of my <laughs> favorite things yeah. to do. I love to just yeah. go back to the drawing. It's as close as, to drawing as I get right now is just right. to do that big, I don't know if it's a grisaille, brunei, yeah. it's exactly. brown. But it was oh, technically, oh, 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 yeah, I've been okay. corrected on Instagram oh. because I used to write, I'm doing a good eye. And it was like, no, it's brown. It's a brunei. Oh, so, so I learned, I learned something. That. Yes. So yeah, I do that, that. And thank you. So, I mean, I guess, especially with my larger works, I don't always do that if I'm working in a little study. I will yeah. almost always do a color study, small, even if it's not plein air, mm. because if it doesn't work small, it's not going to work big. Mm. So I try it out small and, um, and I'll do the color study. And then when I do the larger painting, I will start with just that underpainting yeah. most of the time. Right. Nice. And work up from there. And then it gets me excited for the next step. So when I do that and the, and the composition works and the values work, I'm excited to do the color of it. And it just kind of slows me down so I can really plan what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and how do you know when you're done? 
that <laughs> um that's a good question the good question that that's the million dollar question yeah well when nothing strikes me when i look at the painting all right so here's the thing i have to let the painting sit for a while so okay. if i can leave a painting in my house and just without touching for like <laughs> maybe a week come and go leave okay. it alone and if i come back and i like the painting yeah. multiple times sometimes you need to see it fresh and realize that it's yeah. all wrong yeah. so if i can come like a week later and have to like see it for like a full week and i actually like it and there's nothing that's striking me yeah. then the painting is done okay Good. I like that. And is your studio in your home? Oh, it is. It's yeah. in my dining room. Nothing fancy. It's on my With dining room table. With your two daughters running around. And yeah, yeah. A daughter and a son. Now? Yes. Oh, I, my, yeah. 12 and 14. Yeah. Okay. And it's definitely, it's small. It's not fancy. There's never enough space, and but it does mm. the job. And I paint every day because it's okay. right there. That's awesome. So I did notice you have a book. Tell me about this book. So that was one of those assignments that I bid on. And oh. it was an embarrassingly low amount of money. Yeah. It was, I mean, I'm embarrassed to even tell you what I got, but I was excited about the project. And I sure. think that's part of it is, um, and this was one, one of my very first assignments. And I just, I really just wanted to get out there. This, mm. You know, I wanted to do a good job on the project and hopefully it would lead to other things. And, um, and I, again, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It wasn't like, it didn't feel like work to me. Yeah. So that's why I took such a low pay sure. for that project. Yeah. But I mean, it was a cute book, and yeah, nice. So, but that can be purchased online, right? Online, yep. yep. The, the writer, the good guy, Lullaby. The good guy, Lullaby. I love she, it. I have to get it for my grandkids. <laughs> it is a really cute book, and yeah. um, I keep in touch with the writer. She's um, she lives in California, oh, so okay. um, and I just yeah, I noticed. I did notice that it was for sale in a lot of bookstores in California. Yeah, she went out and so she sure. she did. She has I don't know which bookstores there is available, and it was a few years ago. Yeah. It was exactly. Five years ago, okay. I worked on that. So, yeah. um, but I still I have one copy. Those projects that you just can't really put a monetary value on. You're just excited to be doing it, and then the bonus is that you actually get some money. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky to yeah. not. I it wasn't like, can I pay my mortgage this month? I mean, my husband's very supportive, and mm -hmm. you know, he works hard. And at that time, it, it's like it was okay for me to yeah. not make a lot of money. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I'm glad that I did it though, because yeah. So tell us your journey to getting into um, galleries. So I was taking, so I took some workshops. As I said, I worked with Karen. Um, I worked with Julia Raldi briefly. I took some workshops with some local artists, David Curtis. It was a plein air workshop. Mm -hmm. And currently I'm working with Sean Beavers and I've worked with him the longest. And okay. I even took a Donald Journey workshop back in the fall. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just like to see how people approach things and yeah. learn something a little bit from everybody and then kind of put together my approach. But I, he's been the game changer for me, I think, Donald. where I've learned a lot from others. Sean. Sean, Sean, okay. Sean has. Yeah. Um, because he made us do color charts, which mm -hmm. I had been resisting for years. So if I had to say. <laughs> I have resisted too. If I had to say one thing, they're not fun, yeah. but there was been one trend. Like, I feel like my work has gotten better over the last year and I attribute it to doing those color charts. It just gives you such an understanding of yeah. color when I'm out even in nature, like, and I'm looking, we do the Munsell color theory. So, and then there's different ways you can do the color charts, but um, hue, value, and chroma are the three things yeah. that um, that he simplified color into. And it, it really just clicked because, yeah. you know, I have the Alla Prima book with, you know, um, 
Richard Schmidt. Yeah. At first, where you know that's where somebody told me to get that book to see how he did his color charts, and it was overwhelming. I'm it, like, I don't. It it's is. so overwhelming. So I had to be made to do these kicking and screaming. That's why I signed up for the class because <laughs> I knew that I was not going to do them on uh-huh. my own. Uh-huh. And boy, have those changed yeah. how I approach color. Uh-huh. And that's good to hear. I have also. So back to the question about how we got into galleries. So I decided after studying, my work was decent. It was, it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't selling that great, but I decided I wanted to apply for a show with the firehouse and I got a show. Yes. in It was a solo show. So I applied for that and that was my first solo show. So I got the show and it was in January of 2015. Okay. Or 2016. I don't know. I think I think I'd been studying for like a couple of years before I was, yeah. you know, my work was ready to do that. Mm-hmm. So I did the show, and then I went across the street and approached Walsingham Gallery, and I just oh. wanted to see. I'm like, yeah. you know, it was intimidating. I didn't know if I was ready to be in a gallery, but mm-hmm. they took me in the gallery. Yeah. So. Yeah. When you say you approached, did you have some format in your head or you just like... I just went in there with my friends. I went in because we went to go visit the fire show. A couple of friends hadn't seen the show. So we went, we had lunch, we went to the show. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, why don't we go check out Walsingham? And while we're there, we'll ask if maybe they're looking for new artists. So... I did. I went in there and I just asked and they looked at my portfolio. And So you had it with you or no, just online? online. Okay. I, and they said they were going to come and check out the show because oh, that was nice. where all my work yeah. was. It was yeah. in the show. So they they did. And then they said, we like your work and you're an emerging Great. artist at different price points. So yeah. I got into Walsingham. Wow. And, um, and of course, Walsingham is no more. It's, yeah. you know, okay. so. And that was the first gallery I was in. And then I, you know, I... Sometimes finding a gallery is a is a process, and I'm learning more just about what to look for. Mm-hmm. I think the major thing for me is um, I've been in a couple galleries that didn't sell that great, and I think the owner, whoever is selling the work in the gallery, needs to be excited about your work. Yeah, now, if they like it sure. and it's okay and it's like it's it's good, it's I don't really think that's good enough. I mm. think for me, I. I sell pretty well over at Valerie's Gallery. She's okay. a gallery right here in Portsmouth, and yeah. I'm in New Report. I was, I'm actually in both of them right now, but for a long time I was only in New Report. And she, she's so enthusiastic about my work, yeah. as are the other people that work there. And I feel like that's really helped sell my yeah. work. Nice. And do you sell online at all? I do. I sell off my website. I'm on Instagram. I've actually, you know, recently been selling more on Instagram mm-hmm. because I have you know pretty good following. So, nice. um, you know, I. So what does success mean to you? To me, yeah. well, we can't neglect the money part of it, um, yeah. you know, because you have to be able to sustain what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a certain amount of money to be able to buy materials right. to, you know, just all that and even hopefully not break even, but make money. Yeah. But for me, that's not all, that's not been the motivational factor. For me, it's, I, I have a vision. Like I want to, for me, I just want to make, paintings like I see things every day that I'm inspired by Mm. and I just want to be able to capture them and just make a really good painting (laughs) a decent painting even um and so you know and I would just I don't know I I would like to be able to expand a little bit and get into a larger gallery with a higher price point and Mm -hmm. maybe get on a national more of a national scale like kind of enter some national shows and get out there because right now I'm very local Mm -hmm. and 
haven't been doing this too long, so it's really not, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to. And are you going to, do you have any future thoughts for new series, or are you sticking with landscape? I am sticking with <laughs> landscapes, but I, one of my goals is to get more range. So I need to be a little uncomfortable and paint things they are not necessarily easy to paint mm-hmm. um so seascapes come to mind nocturnes i love seeing how artists paint those yeah Snow. do you ever put buildings or anything like that in your landscape? perspective is one of my like, yeah. hardest things and i would love to do that i just need to be more confident with yeah. that and your paintings are i love them they're they give such a feel of expansive expansiveness just big open beautiful Thank you. space lovely i get yeah i mean i'm trying to i for a long time i painted plum island and Mm, skies okay yeah and i got i was really into it i love it i still love it but then i thought i'm like i need to do some other things and so i tried snow which i love snow is very hard but it's you know i've done it before i just i'm a little afraid of it because it's very subtle and um and most recently I got, I found this location that I'm just fixated on for the last six months. I just can't stop painting this little (laughs) marsh, this saltwater marsh in my hometown. Yeah. And it's got algae. And it's like, it's like the algae makes these cool patterns. It's like lily pads and algae. And so it's just like the play of light on it. So I keep painting the scene over and over, but they're all a little bit different. Yeah. They're all a little bit different. Um, but it's just, I feel like... So are you painting it like through the seasons, maybe through... Well, yes. I Different different lighting situations. Like there was one mm-hmm. very dramatic lighting um, thing that was it was like about to rain. So, you know, in the, like it's lit and it's oh. like that. I know we've all seen it, but it's yeah. it's totally lit and then it pours. Yeah. So I, I captured it that way. And then there was this morning light. I went over to shoot it and it was gorgeous. It was like shimmer on the water yeah um, so i've painted that so many times so do you paint on location there no i haven't yet but yet. i'm gonna so do you, that yeah nice. but but if you look at the photos that i've taken they the paintings just don't even look like them i don't i think it's just being familiar with the subject right. so if you keep going back to a place enough times yeah. i feel like you kind of know it yeah. in your head more yeah. so yeah. so tell me about um if you could spend the day with any painter so past or present so be? there's one painter and that I've been you following, <laughs> um, and I because I love to capture light. I've been admiring his work for so long, and it's, it's his name is Brent Cotton, mm-hmm. and he his I mean his stuff has got the wow factor. Like yeah. you know how you see painting, and it's just it's got the wow factor. You just can't. Yeah, it's amazing the way he captures this dramatic lighting, and it's the thing that he does is he does it all in palette knife, wow. and um, I would just love to see how he does it. Yeah. How I would just like to go to a studio and see yeah. how he does that. Do you, do you use palette knife at all? No, but no. I want to learn. I do it to mix colors, but okay, I don't, right. I don't paint yeah. on the actual panel with the palette knife. And I just, I can't believe like the effects he gets is yeah. it's just amazing. Wow. So that, that intrigues me. I would like, like to see how other, yes, he gets yeah. texture on there, but it's very representational. Like it's not abstract. It's, it's pretty loose, but I, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm fascinated by that. That sounds cool. What about, what do you do with negative voices that say, you're not good enough, you can't do this? Before, did you get it? I did get a lot of that in the family. I think it wasn't, people were nervous. They're like, you're not going to make this money. This can't be like, a real career. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. They, you know what? I've gotten very little of 
that from people, even trolls like Instagram, I've gotten really no negative. It's it's kind of amazing because I know that's kind of a problem for some people. It's like people like, oh, this sucks. And um, it's mostly like naysayers saying, oh, good luck with that. You know, you should stick to healthcare. You know, you should. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Right. I'm um, inspired by that. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I feel like. I so, just, I tuned it out. My husband's really, really supportive. I yeah. think that's helpful because yeah. if... The, well, you must have brought your family along by now. Oh, they they, they're, they're very traditional. Yeah. They they wanted a traditional path. I think it made them nervous to think, sure. I don't know when my next paycheck was coming from. And just, there was always that influence where it's like, oh, maybe you should teach on the side. Maybe you should do, you should stick mm-hmm. to that. You put all that time in the schooling. Why did, why did you quit so soon? You know, yeah. and for yeah. me, I just feel like following... My passion is is just it. It takes a ton of work, though. No matter right. what you're doing, right. talent and even passion is not. It's it's just it's the work yeah. that I put in every day. Yeah. And do. does your family honor that as this is your job? Yes, they do. Yeah. Now, now they do. They Good. they take me seriously because yeah. I've taken it seriously right. as a job. It's not like oh, whenever inspiration strikes, right. I'll paint. No, <laughs> I get up and I paint yes. every single day. Even when the painting sucks and I want to, I hate the painting. Like I have to work through that and. <laughs> yeah. Or if I don't, sometimes I don't know what to paint. Like yeah. very, very rarely I'll have this thing. I'm like, I don't know what to do now or something. Or really? everything's not working. With all your photo references, you, um, you just feel kind of. Yeah, I feel like I need to try to mix up a little bit. Maybe like right mm-hmm. now I'm at a point where I finished this, all this, um, this location that I told you about. Yep. And I'm trying to think, I'm like, I need to maybe stretch myself a little bit and do something totally different. So I'm looking at a snow mm-hmm. scene right now mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how I'm going to paint it. Because okay. it's again, it's not a great photo, so and that's you where keep you keep challenging yourself. I do, I do, and I and I do take yeah. the class because sometimes we do need another set. A lot of time, we need another set of eyes. Yeah, to look and say this isn't working. Right. This is and this is why. Yeah, but you know, I just, I it's exciting to me. Like I, what I didn't like about all the other jobs I had is I felt like every day I woke up and did the same thing, yeah. and it was boring to me. And yeah. for this, nothing's been harder. Yeah to learn how to paint. Like I, I still feel like I'm learning how to paint. I still mm. don't really feel like I know how to paint, mm. but it's the you challenge. Yeah. And I just, I can't, I just need that constant challenge right. to, to feel excited. Yeah. It's like an onion. Just peel those layers and they keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it gets harder. The more, yeah. it, you know, that right. quote, I don't know where it came from, but things are so much easier when you don't know how to paint, but then when you do know how to paint, it's, I, it feels I agree. Ex, like excruciating. I'm like, yeah, you question everything. I had so much more fun at the beginning. And now that I'm really, and when you're delusional, <laughs> delightfully delusional, <laughs> it was the best thing ever, but it was, yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. Those were the days. No, I mean, I still have those, those, uh, you know, I wouldn't keep doing something that was painful, obviously, but no, but with the rewards, when you work through it, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm doing anything that is yeah. impossible. It's just, and every so often I will go to a comfortable subject matter just to know. I, I, I actually didn't forget how to paint. Sometimes I do. I feel like I forget how to paint if I'm trying something really hard <laughs> and I just, I just don't know how to do it. Really? Um, what do you mean by really hard? Just out of your normal subject matter? Like if I try to do a seascape in the, in the water, like moving water mm-hmm. right now, it's something I've tried to avoid um, because... It just never seems to come out the way I want it to come out. Okay. Um, and actually, that reminds me when you asked me what success is to me. For me personally, as an artist, money aside, yeah. for me to bridge the gap between what my vision is for something mm-hmm. and my skill level, so yeah. that I can capture exactly what I want to say, yeah. and not ha- be lacking in the skills to do it, which is what used to happen to me more. Okay. And it still happens. It's just sure. not as often. Yeah. yeah. So. 
I just, I feel like it's important as artists. We just, we all have something to say. Yeah. I'm trying to capture something. I'm trying to move some, the viewer in some way mm-hmm. to make them feel something. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's what my goal is, I guess. Yeah. Nice. So tell us uh, your website and your Instagram. And so my Instagram is Hillary. Um, Scott underscore fine art. Okay. I had to remember for a minute. Um, I know. <laughs> I love asking these questions because all artists go blank. I can never website? remember. What it is. Oh, wait. Yeah, and I my, guess I have. No. <laughs> and, my, and my website is hillarysscottfineart.com. Okay, great. And your work can be seen in Valerie's Galleries. Valerie's Galleries and, and um, Newburyport Art Association. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm right now I am looking for representation just you know, for some of my larger paintings, because Valerie's is more of like the smaller stuff. Okay. And so I have been doing more larger works lately, and I'm trying to find a good fit mm. for for that. How do you balance the marketing aspect with not very well, the family and the painting? And, you know, I mean, there's a lot. Um, that happens. Well, I prefer to spend 100 percent of my time painting because yeah. for me, I I'm always like I just. I just feel like getting better is like my number one goal. So mm. I'm like, why am I going to send these paintings to the gallery when I can just make better paintings? And yeah, I get into I that see. trap where yeah. it's like, I, then I never reach out to the galleries because I feel <laughs> like I, I need to just get better first. Yeah. And then it's like two years later and I still am yeah. getting better. Yeah. Um, I, as far as the family weekends are usually just kids sports and all that. So yeah. my weekdays are just painting. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's my full-time job. Is but do you like set aside um, a certain amount of time? I'm going to do a little marketing. Here I do. I'll do my, my email newsletter. I've yeah. been trying, you know, oh, sending good. out some emails to galleries, just slowly trying to find ones that I think. So you have a, a newsletter that I do. I send out up. not very, I mean, a few times a year, I'll send out a newsletter saying what shows I'm doing okay. and where my work can be found or just new work. Even when I, People sign up for my email newsletter to see the newest work that I mm-hmm. that I do, and and I do I, I send that out. And marketing is definitely something I could be better at, though, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I spend a lot of time painting and a lot of time just trying to do my craft. Yeah. Okay. Give us some closing thoughts, inspiration for struggling artists. You gave a lot of great ideas, actually. This oh, was a really nice interview. Thank you. Um, for struggling artists, I was struggling for a really long time, um, just not making sales. Like I, I think for me, I just, if you put the work in whatever it takes, like if you, you have to do things that are not comfortable, Yeah, it's just not, it's people like all artists, they just sit there and, and just dabble away. You know, it's like, it's not, it's, it's like real work. Yeah. It's, it's extremely difficult work. So, yeah. and you have to be, when you're not inspired, you still have to work. And so I think that if you do are willing to put the work in, mm. take some classes, just make the color charts, right. You will get somewhere like yeah. you, you just have to put the time in. It's not even talent. It's, I don't think I have an extraordinary amount of talent and people yeah. are always like, you're so talented. I don't, that's yeah. not, that's not how I've gotten to this point, Okay. which is, I'm still, I have so far to go, but I feel like every year gets better. Like, right. I feel like I'm, you know, it's going in the right direction. Right. So, so show up, just show up. <laughs> yeah. Treat it, treat it like a real job right. and don't get discouraged because you are going to, you're going to make bad paintings really mm-hmm. want bad paintings people are going to discourage you say oh good luck you're not going to really <laughs> ever make money you yeah. i choose to look at the artists who are making good money the ones who have done it and right. they inspire me yeah because they're out there yeah. and there's just no reason why you can't do something yeah. you just you know you have to set yourself apart by putting in more work than, than anyone else. else yes i love it 
Well, thank you so much. This has been oh, really thank you for having me. And just fun. This was fun. Thank All you. Right. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.